Welcome to the MFR Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how you can create a six-figure MFR practice. I'm your host, Heather Hommel. Not only have I been practicing MFR for 11 years, I'm also a life and business coach, especially for MFR therapists. My goal is for you to understand how to get fully booked, how to talk to your clients, and how to make sure they understand what's possible for them with MFR treatment. I'm here to help you stop under earning, overworking, and burning out. I'll lend support so you can create the MFR practice you've always wanted. Learn how you can do it too, even if you live in a tiny town, and even if you're just starting out, and even if you've ran your practice for years. Let's go. Hey, everybody. Welcome in. Welcome in. We're going to just take a couple minutes, let everybody join us. We're going to squeeze on in. It's going to be a full house today. I'm excited to see all of you. Lots of new faces. Welcome to Overcoming Objections. The best way to sell MFR is to sell it as soon as possible, to sell it on purpose, even while you aren't great at it in order to get awesome at it. And selling it on purpose as soon as possible helps you to get that way. And it helps you to help more people more deeply. Your clients get the results you are promising when you can actually treat them for the length of time you think it will take to help them. And this is what I'm here to help you do tonight, to take objections, to really see and understand what they are so that they aren't an issue for you when you sell MFR. I want you to learn how to love overcoming objections. And part of that is practicing after you learn this technique, okay? For the last two years, I, one thing, for the last two years, I have spent all of my time identifying what isn't working for MFR therapists in their businesses. After doing this, it has become really obvious that most MFR therapists who don't have the businesses that they want, the clients that they want, the income that they want, or who aren't working the hours that they want, it comes down to this. They are spending too much time doing things that don't create enough failure and learning opportunities for them to improve their sales skills. They aren't actually learning and changing and evaluating and trying again. And it is my mission to help all MFR therapists stop under earning, overworking, and burning out. So for those of you who don't know me, hi, I'm Heather Hommel and I am the MFR coach. I coach John Barnes trained MFR therapists on creating six-figure businesses without working harder hustling, or burning out. Similar to how you treat your MFR patients, a lot of the outcomes associated with MFR treatment, just like in coaching, it's an inside job. My clients come to me ready to throw in the towel because they're burned out or they just, they're just starting and they're scared and confused about what's necessary and where to spend their time. My clients learn how to sell MFR, how to overcome objections, and how to create the confidence to treat any issue that walks through their door. Some of you might be wondering if you're in the right place tonight. So let me tell you, you are in the right place if you identify as an MFR therapist. That's the main qualification. <laughs> you're in the right place if you've taken John Barnes training and you want to help your clients more deeply. Maybe you hate the idea of selling MFR, think you aren't good at it, or maybe you think talking about MFR is hard. This is the exact right place to be right now. Overcoming objections is one piece of the sales puzzle, one that if you take the time to really get to know 
to really get the hang of it and to get really intimate with, it will help you close more clients on your initial visits and turn them into long-term clients who get the results, the results that you want your name on. After all, do you want your name on one-off clients or the clients who get the results of what's possible with long-term MFR? If you are like me, you want the ones with the long-term results who get exactly what's possible and who are out enjoying their life and singing your praises. All right, so let me kind of give you an overview of what we're going to do tonight. You've shown up for yourself and your business and your clients by being here, and I want you to learn a lot. And I also want you to be able to put these concepts into practice this week, like right away. You know how when you go to an MFR seminar and John is like, make sure you go and try these out. <laughs> it's the same thing here. Make sure you put these things that you learned tonight into practice right away so that you can start seeing the changes. We are going to cover what are objections, what are the most common objections um, our MFR clients have, what do they mean, what's really going on when clients have objections, and how do we overcome the objections? Why do we want to do this? And then I'm going to teach you this tool at the end on how to evaluate your progress so that you can get even better and faster results by doing this. I'm sure many of you are also curious about joining group coaching that opens tonight. So we'll also spend a little bit of time talking about those details and how we can work together further. But the most fun part for tonight, at least for me, and I hope for you guys too, is the coaching. I have set aside loads of time for that. So you'll be able to ask me questions about overcoming objections and you'll also be able to get coached. Okay. So we were, are going to um, be off the call by 6 p.m. Central. I have my son's basketball game, so that's our only time constraint, but we have about two hours to spend together. And I promise to coach your guys' faces off all the way up until 6 p.m. You're gonna walk away tonight understanding objections, ideas on how to practice overcoming them, how to evaluate to get even better so your clients don't miss out on what's possible for them, simply because you aren't spotting an objection and having a conversation. Once you can spot objections, it will help you close more clients on your initial visits and turn them into long-term clients who get the results that you want their name on. And after all, those are the ones you want your name on, right? <laughs> all right. So are you guys all ready? All right. Let's get to it. <clears throat> Hang on. I got to take a little sip of water. Okay, so many MFR therapists do not consider how important the initial intake or the first appointment is. They don't believe that closing clients is their biggest problem. A lot of MFR therapists believe their number one problem in their business is marketing or getting enough referrals. And, you know, it kind of goes to this idea, like the more people in the door, the more people who will pay you or the higher chance you have of them saying yes and coming back. But I want to tell you, the better you are at closing the people that come through your door at the first visit, the fewer people you even need to come through your door and the better results your clients are going to have because you will be treating them again and again instead of losing them right at the beginning and having to start over with the next person. Don't be like those therapists. 
I don't want you to be like MFR therapists that are frantically concerned with marketing. I want you to understand and know how to sell MFR so you can spend all of your time doing what we love the most, which is treatment and very little time getting clients. It is safe to sell MFR. It is in service of your clients and the world will be really great when everybody knows what MFR is. So hear me. It helps everyone on the planet when you sell MFR and when you can sell it really, really good. Nothing feels better than knowing you can help someone, offering that help and having that person say yes. Your ability to overcome objections easily and cleanly will help you sell MFR, retain clients longer, and have more satisfaction with your best fit clients. And nothing feels better than knowing you can help someone, offering that help, and having that person say yes and get the results. It is so satisfying. Okay, so let's talk about all the reasons why you as therapists think clients aren't buying from you. And they start with your own objections, okay? So you think it's your price, that's an objection. In fact, you've heard your client say something like, I can't afford it, or it's not in my budget, right? We've all heard these things. Or I'm relying on my insurance or worse, right? This one's the worst, right? This isn't working fast enough. Or I want to wait and see how I feel. Okay. I want you to think about this. Clients think they need insurance. They think they need the rate to be something else, right? You think the clients are thinking this too. You also probably have thoughts like, oh, I should change my hours and be more available. Or if someone says they want to wait and see, you think, oh, I need more skills. It's like, it's another seminar. Like there's something I haven't learned or done quite right. You might agree with your client that things shouldn't take so long. You might think it's a great idea for them to wait and see how they feel. Only tonight, you're going to learn that these are just some of your own thoughts, your own objections that you haven't taken the time or didn't know to take the time to overcome. And once you clean these up for yourself, you'll start to notice that when your clients say these sentences, when they say, I can't afford it, it isn't in my budget, or I'm relying on insurance, it won't hit the same. You won't have that nervous system response that gets you all activated and makes it so you can't ask curious questions. You'll be like, bam, objection. Okay, I know what to do. And you'll go to work asking questions, staying curious and overcoming the objection so your clients understand what's at stake. The client will win and so will you. And that's the best. Buying comes down to one thing, and that is safety. There is a huge impact on buying decisions all surrounding safety and the client's belief that you can help them. I want you to know that you have almost all the control in creating that safety experience for your client. And it starts with you understanding their problem and offering to help them. And it ends with you overcoming their objections and getting them to a yes and becoming your client. When your clients feel safe, they will buy. If your clients feel safe, they'll also get extremely, extremely, um, what's the word, creative in how they decide to show up for a treatment and how they decide to pay for it, right? 
clients who feel safe and feel secure and who want what you have to offer are, are more likely to negotiate a payment plan, figure out how to pay for treatment. They'll use a savings or inheritance. They'll use Christmas money, birthday money, tax refunds. They'll cash in an IRA or they'll use paid time off. They'll get a second job. They'll borrow money from family. They'll sell stuff. Um, they'll delay comfort, right? Like they won't go out to eat as often or they won't go shopping as often. They'll put off a vacation or a home renovation and they'll use good communication with their spouse. They'll even put it on a credit card or take out a personal loan if they need to. They will do what it takes to get the result they believe that they can have. And that starts with us creating that safety and letting them know that we can help them. These are all the ways that clients have been resourceful to work with me in both my MFR practice and my coaching container, all of the list I gave you before. It's also ways I've been resourceful to get what I've needed, both MFR-wise and coaching or whatever I've needed for my business. So as you can see, like if someone wants something, if they believe it will work for them, they will figure it out. And it's our job to help them see that they can do that. All right, so let's talk about objections. Are you guys ready? Let's really get into the meat of this. It is our job to do the heavy lifting to create the safety for our clients. And you'll hear me say this a lot. Like I talk a lot about heavy lifting by us doing the work so we can make it super easy for our clients. And that, that includes overcoming objections. Let's talk about this one. I can't afford it. This is an objection. These are words the client says. What you hear as the therapist, and like, see if you can relate to this. This is what you hear. My price is too high. I'm not a good therapist. Something has gone wrong or worse. You start to judge the client and think the client is annoying. Anybody, anybody experience this when their client says they can't afford it? Yeah. Here's the problem. When you don't notice that this is just an objection, just a sentence, just the client thinking out loud, you allow your brain to spin out and think that something has gone wrong. Or you agree that your price is too high. Or you start to think you aren't a good enough therapist. Or you start to feel terrible and just focus on yourself. So here's the solution. First of all, you have to be able to recognize that it's an objection. Take a deep breath, realize that nothing has gone wrong, and then get super curious. And when you are staying in that energy that nothing's gone wrong and being super curious, you are much more likely to be able to ask questions like, what did you imagine it would cost? Likely your client will throw out a number, and sometimes we're talking about a $5 difference. Okay. We don't want clients missing out over $5. <laughs> so when they throw out a number and it helps you to see the difference between the expected cost and the actual cost, it opens up room for you to have a conversation. And if this is the case, you can ask them if they got better, would it be worth paying an additional 10 or $30? This helps them to like disengage in the, the thought about the price. It helps them to think about what they are buying and it also helps them to remember that they're buying a result, not hours on your table. And I think it's very, that's another important thing to remember is your clients are not buying 
hours on your table. Your clients are buying the result from the culmination, from the end of the experience of working with you. It also helps you to totally normalize things, okay? So if they think it's expensive, instead of arguing with them or telling them all the reasons it's not expensive, it's just better to be like, yeah, it is expensive, you're right. Usually that kind of neutralizes the situation. It's also super expensive to keep trying things that don't work, delaying your ability to get better, like all those things. Um, and when you can tell your client, hey, I know I can help you and I'd love to get you started with your treatment and get you these results as soon as possible, they're going to be like, oh, I just have to agree to buy this, <laughs> right? You just make sure you ask the questions and you give them time to answer and be okay with silent space. So most of the solution here is you allowing that space for you to ask client, ask questions and for your client to answer the question. And for you to just go back and forth like that, it helps to settle them down. It helps to settle you down and to really get to the bottom of like, what is the actual problem? Like, is the problem actually five or $10 or is the problem that they just don't believe that you can help them? That's really important for you to know. Or how about this objection? I don't have time. The client is just saying, I don't have time. You as the therapist likely hear, I should change my hours. This client doesn't like me. This isn't important to them. They don't get it. Or I'm not good at explaining MFR. Can you see like the spiral the brain does? Like they literally just said they don't have time. And we Im immediately make it mean something about us. So the problem is, is if you are thinking about how to fix the time problem, you aren't getting curious about why it's not a priority for them to fix the issue they came in originally for your help with. And you can't overcome the objection if you're focused on yourself and how yucky you feel hearing that they don't have time and deciding that they're not, you know, they're not committed or they don't get it, all of that stuff. Also, if you're judging your client or jumping to conclusions, you aren't helping them. So here's the fix for the, I don't have time. It's again, it's just like the other ones. We're staying in curiosity and asking questions. You don't have time to get better. Do you have time to be in pain? You know, none of my clients have had an injury or pain condition that was convenient or easy, but what they did was commit to getting better. They showed up and they decided they were tired of not feeling well. So they made time and then they got better. And that's what we do here. Do you want to do that too? You can keep it lighthearted. And most of the time we're just getting brains on board. The brain is just doing its normal thing, having objections. And I don't think I said this before, but I want you guys to remember this, that most people are a no before they're a yes, because it's a default setting. Think about all of the things that you're like a hard no to, but you're actually a yes. Some of the things I think about are like, when my kids ask me if they can go somewhere, I'm almost always like, no, <laughs> sorry, kids. But like, that's one of my, my objections, right? Like, no, like I need to know all of these details before you go. So now they've gotten really good at overclaim my objections by telling me more information. So you can't overcome the objection if you're focused on yourself and how yucky you feel. Also, if you're judging the client or jumping to conclusions, again, you're not helping them. You're focused on yourself. 
So I think some of you guys might be starting to see the pattern here. It's like you hear the thing, you check in with your body, you notice that like you're kind of spinning out, you're starting to judge, you're starting to like think something's gone wrong. If you can notice that and not go all the way into the part where something has gone wrong and just slow everything down and start getting curious, you're going to be able to likely help the client. Let's talk about some other objections that come up. How about this one? This is kind of like three that are all of the same flavor. It isn't working. I can't keep coming, keep coming this often, or this is taking too long. All different sentences, but like I said, it's like the same, the same flavor. And here's what you hear or think to yourself. I haven't worked hard enough. I should have done different techniques. Maybe I shouldn't have held that one thing so long. Shoot, this really isn't working. Or they're going to quit. MFR doesn't work like it should, which is a very dangerous thought to have. This is taking too long, or they should have been better by now. Like you start to agree. You'll probably also start to question your price on top of everything else, because this is what our brains do. <laughs> we love to beat ourselves up. So the problem is that the thoughts you're having are taking you out of curiosity, just like all the other objections do. And all that has happened is that the client thought they would be better by now. So they're experiencing disappointment. Or they're unsure why it's taking so long or why they need to come back so often, or they don't understand their treatment plan. And this could be evidence of a problem that started at the initial intake during your um, very first sales conversation, right? It would be interesting to figure out like what went wrong then that led to this objection later. And it could be that the client just doesn't see or isn't celebrating micro wins. Like, are you guys celebrating micro wins with your clients? If you're not, I would suggest that you do that. Do they... Do you clearly understand their goals? Do they clearly understand their goals? Those are questions you're going to want to ask when this objection comes up. So here's the fix to this. Clear communication, curiosity, and listening. Find out, dig in. What, what were their expectations? What are their expect? Wow. What are their expectations? What has changed? Like really find out, dig in. Um, Ask them, go back and ask them what their goals are. And if you're confused about what the goals are, the client is too. So just know that whenever you're confused, your client probably is too. So figure out what's changed, how you can help them get better as soon as possible. Don't be afraid of the answers that they're going to give you. Because a lot of times we will kind of retreat and not ask and not get the, um, the answer. And we'll just start guessing. And that can be really dangerous. So Make sure you get on the same page. Make sure you're able to ask those questions so that you can manage the expectations and fight for your client to get the results that you know are possible for them. Here's a really good one. I rely on my insurance. The client tells you they rely on their insurance to pay for their care. And what you hear and think is probably something like this. This isn't an ideal client. This is annoying. They shouldn't ask me this. They should have read my website and I don't want to have to deal with this client, right? Like, it's okay. We've all been there. We all have these thoughts. Like it can sometimes be very triggering to have the client come to you and say that they're relying on their insurance and not know how to handle it. But you're going to know how to handle this. So I'm going to tell you. So here's the problem. First of all, if you start to judge or 
should on your clients, you're going to miss the out on the opportunity to help them. You also get out of curiosity and you can't come up with questions to ask them to figure out why they think they have to rely on their insurance, right? Just because someone says they have to rely on their insurance, it doesn't mean that's actually factually true. Most people just haven't considered what is available to them if they're willing to not rely on their insurance. And in some instances, like with MFR, they can get excellent care. And actually, I believe save money and save time getting results that are actually going to help them if they're willing to try something different than what they usually do, which is rely on insurance, right? Which keeps them very limited. Only people don't take the time to tell people this, right? I didn't know like buying things on purpose, like with cash or, you know, figuring out how to get resourceful, like how much that could improve my life until someone told me that was an option. So you might be the person that tells them that. So here's the fix. We're going to stay curious. We're going to stay out of judgment and the shooting. We're going to ask questions. Do you have to rely on insurance or have you just never considered not relying on it? And pausing and like uncovering their story, right? Asking um, this part, like where you might be very uncomfortable asking this. And I think for a lot of you guys are probably thinking that I'm crazy as a Fox to say that we can ask these things to our question or ask these questions to our clients, but just realize like you totally can, and you should be asking these questions and it's an okay thing to ask. Your clients are not going to be offended. Okay. So when we ask these questions, it's really important because we then can uncover what the real problem is. And it probably, um, leads into something like they don't want to have to pay for it and they feel like insurance is free and insurance isn't actually free or you know would they pay for it out of pocket if they believed it would actually cure their problem or actually give them the result they wanted i know um personally when i sent my husband to an intensive in sedona and insurance like wasn't going to cover it it became really important for that to work but it was important either way and completely worth the risk of it not working at that point, um, we would have done anything just to keep having hope that he could get better and return to having an active life and participate with his family. And I'm super thankful every day that I wasn't stuck believing that insurance was the only option. Like I'm so thankful when I called to make that appointment for him, that the front desk person at therapy on the rocks wasn't like, well, you have to rely on your insurance. Well, shoot, then you better not come here. You know, like they helped talk me through that. So be that person for your client that is willing to have this uncomfortable, like what we think is going to be an uncomfortable conversation that could actually change somebody's life long-term. Like it's a really big deal. So now you guys have had lots of examples of objections. And when we get to the coaching section, you guys can bring up specific objections and I can help try to walk you through those. And we can coach on some of those too, but I want to keep us moving along. So we have plenty of time to get to the coaching and the questions and answers. And you don't just hear me drone on for two hours. Okay. So this, this is a very important tool and I don't want you guys to devaluate how important an evaluation is. So you've had examples of what objections are. You're going to be able to start looking for these with your clients immediately. Like to, if you still have clients this afternoon, start looking for their objections. If you have clients tomorrow and the rest of the week, start to notice what happens when you spot them and what happens 
like in your body when you notice that there's an objection. That's going to be kind of like the the initial um, steps of learning how to do this. Your heart might race. You might feel kind of scared. Um, you might worry you're going to mess something up and it's totally normal. It's just because you aren't used to having conversations like this. Like nobody talks like this, right? We skirt around issues. We tiptoe. We're very careful not to offend people. And likely you are used to letting the client decide and get back to you, or you let them tell you what they want and how often they want to come and all of this, right? Like you're doing that because it, because you trust that they know their body. Only now you know that you want to be the strongest energy in the room. You are the expert between you and your client in the treatment room. Even if you're not an expert level MFR therapist, like you are the expert. You are the one who has hours and hours and hours of training at John Barden seminars. You are the one that can help them best. And you know exactly what that looks like and how long you imagine it will take for them to get where they want to go. Don't be afraid to give them your honest opinion and don't be afraid to stand in that energy. No matter if you're new, just starting out, right? Like quit calling yourself new, stand in the energy of expert. You know how this works for your clients. Okay. So now we're going to talk about the evaluation tool that I mentioned. Your ability to evaluate your progress is vital, not only to your understanding of what's working, but to understand what isn't working as you learn how to overcome objections. When you take the time to evaluate, like I'm going to show you, you will shorten the amount of time it takes you to figure out what's going wrong during your initial appointments and any appointment really. And you'll get more clients to a yes and more clients coming back for more treatment more frequently until they reach their goals, which is the whole point of learning this. And remember how I talked in the beginning? Those are the results we want our names all over. Not a bunch of try me one-off results, but results from months and months, hours and hours and hours of cumulative treatments. So here is how we evaluate. It's three simple questions you ask yourself after you interact with any client, even if it goes awesome, okay? It looks like this. You sit down with paper and pen. Don't do this in your brain. It's a waste of time. Do it. Paper and pen. I'm serious. <laughs> going to get real bossy with you guys. All right. So sit down with paper and pen after you interact with your clients and you write out what went well, what didn't go well, and what are you going to do differently next time? If anything, maybe you do some things the same, right? That's going to go under the what went well section. And when you do this, so let's talk about like the, um, let's see, I lost my place here. Okay. When you write this out, it might seem really tedious. It might seem like this is annoying and you don't want to do it. Like these are all just your objections to doing it. So catch your objections, right? It's the things that keep you from doing the things you know you need to do or the, the things you know you want to do to get better at what you're doing. So you might think you won't learn anything from doing this. That's also an objection, but listen to me. I teach this in my group coaching program and my students who do this have amazing business results. And it is because of this tool. It's just one of the tools that they learn, but they understand what's working so they can repeat it over and over and over again. They understand and catch what isn't working so they can quit repeating it and they can come up with new and creative things to try and implement. They don't stay stuck in confusion. They don't give up and they know exactly what to do. And this tool is part of the reason. They don't wait on me to tell them. 
They use their brain to solve their problem, which makes their brains more valuable and better at handling objections or any other thing that a client brings into the treatment room, right? So they spend less time feeling triggered by questions the client asks and more time in treatment getting clients' results. So remember that after every interaction, what went well, I would write this down. What didn't go well and what will you do differently next time? Or take a screenshot if you have a phone with you. Pretty soon you'll discover your flow for your initial appointments just using this evaluative tool. You'll discover what is working for you to help clients to be a yes and what makes them a no. You'll start having more yeses. You'll start being able to treat your clients more and for longer periods of time. And this is your only goal. So also, we never use this tool against ourselves. I think some people see this and they think, oh, I'm going to have to like write down all the things I did wrong. And that's not what this is for. We use this for ourselves because we care deeply about patient results and we want to feel awesome while we are offering those results. And evaluating helps you and it helps your clients. It helps you so deeply to learn um, how to stay in your power center by giving you so much clarity. And it also helps you see when things start to become less difficult, right? You'll start to have less and less in the what we do differently next time category. And ease is the name of the game when selling MFR. We want to close the gap between you and making money, the gap between you and helping your clients, the gap between the offer and them saying yes. Okay. It's very, very important. So again, oops, dropping stuff on the floor. Make sure you always do this with a pen or pencil on paper, write it down. So your clients, like if we put this into action, your client comes to you with an objection and the client ends up buying from you and stays for six more sessions, right? That's awesome. That's the result you want for sure. But what exactly went well? What was the objection? What, what did you do, say or do? What was the questions you asked? What didn't go well? Maybe you got very nervous and you, you know, kind of stammered your words or you weren't sure what to say, or you talked too much, right? And then what would you do differently next time? Maybe I'll talk less and listen more. And so then that's what you do with the very next client. You just put it into action. We don't ever like just go back and like call the, the client up and we're like, Hey, so I did this one thing wrong, right? We just save it. We just get this information, gather it and move on to the next client. Okay. All right. So this concludes the learning portion of the night. So make sure you put this into practice right away. So it becomes part of what you do, not just a concept you heard about one time. And I know this was a ton of information and I know you guys are going to implement it immediately. Like you guys are all awesome. So make sure you do put it into practice. So it becomes your default with practicing, overcoming objections. Um, eventually like it can even be fun and exciting. Like I kind of love it. And I love, um, I'm going to love the part where we like start to talk about this and interact because that's more fun. Um, and I know several of you are here. You want to take this information deeper and you want all the details for joining group coaching. So we're going to spend a few minutes talking about all of that. So let's get into that quickly. And then we'll move on to the coaching section. So the MFR coaches group coaching program, that's the program that I run. Um, and for those of you who aren't interested in this part of the presentation, you can totally like hop off. There's no, 
no problem. You don't have to stay and listen to this if you don't want to. Just remember that there will be a replay tomorrow in your email and the link to watch the replay will expire on Friday. And you can listen to this on the podcast starting tomorrow morning. And I appreciate everyone being here. But for those of you who want to stay to the end and get coaching and hear all about this, let's talk about the MFR Coaches Group Coaching Program. Enrollment starts soon. You will be getting an email in your inbox and you can click the link to join. Um, I think starting at five o'clock central tonight. So, so in like 20 minutes. Um, and if you end up signing up while we're still on the call, let me know in the comments so I can shout you out. I'm so excited to work with you and your MFR business. This will be the link to join. It is the mfrcoach.com backslash coaching, and that will get you enrolled into February group coaching. You can enroll starting at five o'clock tonight, all the way up until midnight on Saturday night. And that's central time zone. So make sure you convert that for yourself because I don't do everybody's time zone. It's too much work for me. Um, okay. So what do you get in group coaching? You get live coaching calls every week. Everything is recorded so you can rewatch, re-listen. There's also a private podcast feed just for coaching clients only where I upload all of our coaching content, all the live coaching content um, for you guys to be able to listen to it over and over again as much as you want while you're in group coaching. You also can have daily coaching help in the Facebook community. We have a private community just of active coaching members um, and a course portal with all of my processes, all of the resources I've ever made since becoming the MFR coach. I think we have over 300 assets now in there, including bonus coaching, guest coaching. If you basically, if you have a question about it, I probably have a video a PDF or a podcast related to it. And then right now, as part of joining group coaching, I just released the brand new MFR coaches network where we showcase your MFR business on my website. So you get that two. Let me see. Did I go over everything? I think I did. Okay. So when you join, you also get a gift package from me with a branded water bottle and t-shirt while supplies last. We're starting to run low on those, but you get to wear those and show off your coaching pride to the world. You get immediate access to the course, and we will start this next round of coaching on February 7th. Um, we will coach live twice a week, every week, all the way through April 13th for this round. And then you get two more bonus weeks with the course after live coaching ends. And that's, that is that it is $5,000 to join. It is a pay in full program. Um, I'm going to give you guys just a little sneak peek of what it looks like behind the scenes. So here's what it looks like when you log into the course portal, it's nicely organized. You can find everything here on the dashboard. And then when you click into the course content, you get all these modules, you click into the modules, and then you get even more content with inside the modules. Okay. So again, it is the mfrcoach.com backslash coaching to join. Again, we'll send out the link fairly soon. And I want to get you guys all coached up. Okay. So you can ask me questions on joining group coaching. You can ask me questions on overcoming objections. Um, and I'll try to coach you on any other issues you have, as long as it's relevant to MFR therapists and MFR therapy businesses. Okay. So in order to get coached, this is how it's going to work. You are going to raise your virtual hand that can be found at the bottom of your screen. There's a reactions button and then um, click on reactions. And then there's like a little raise your hand button, you know, actually raise your virtual hand. Cause I cannot see all of you guys. Okay. And then um, 
You cannot be driving. If you're driving, I will not call on you. You have to have a good internet connection and the ability to come on the camera in order to be coached. All right, so those are the rules. Let's do this. Let me get out of the screen share so I can see all of you guys. All of you people. Okay, awesome. Let me put this in speaker view. Okay, so, okay, I see iPhone, but I don't see, is that you, Leslie? I can't tell who that is. It might be me, Alicia. Oh, Alicia, okay, it's you. Let's coach, what's up? Well, um, I almost started one-on-one -on -one a year and a half ago with you, and I'm very repentant that I did not. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna, Julia Chick gave me her code and encouraged me, so I'm gonna go for it this time around. Awesome, good. That would um, be awesome. So I'm just wondering if you still, um, back then you had like a website, per, uh, you had some templates. Do you still have those? I don't necessarily, I have, so in the course you get, um, there's a section on like websites, like what to put on your website. You all get access to my old MFR yeah. like, password. Yeah. You get that. And then you get, I have like, um, you know, you can copy everything on there if you want to works better when you make kind of make it your own. Cause yeah, you know, otherwise it's weird, but you can use all of that. You also get templates with, um, like you can create your own book to hand out to your clients to help educate them. And you can completely customize that. So you get that. Okay. And then there's all kinds of like other nooks and crannies in there that have like top like MFR photography, pictures of the tools and things that you can use until you oh. have your own photography. But yeah. yeah. That's like, cool. do you have any pictures of the the actual fascia? Like how I see that on people. I don't have that. I don't have that, but that's like other places you can you can you like probably, probably you pay a fee to use it. Okay. Probably. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yep. then, okay. Uh, that's helpful. And then you kind of mm -hmm. coach us through the practice too. Like, a, like, yeah. The, yeah. It the starts with setting your rate. So like, if you haven't set your rate based on facts, if you haven't been through boot camp, like that would be the very first place you would start. You would sign up, you would get access to the course portal and you would start on the dashboard where it says start here. And then the very next thing I would want you to do would be to go through the Razor Rate Bootcamp and get all your facts, all your data, and start with with your rate, because um, sometimes that can create a lot of drama. So we like to get coached. Okay. That. I I did that without being in the thing, just listening to your podcast, and I picked mm -hmm. it. Everything just kind of all fell together in the last three weeks. I found a place to treat in somebody's wellness store. Cool. So I just got my LLC, and I've just paid insurance for liability and that like general liability. And I picked, I'll go, so I should go through the bootcamp to make sure my rate is good that I picked. Okay. Yeah. Just make sure, make sure it's all set on facts and, and then it will also like kick out any drama that you're having. So you'll be able to get that worked out right away, but then you'll just move on to like the next thing, right? Like maybe it's online scheduling. If you have online scheduling, then it's the next thing after that. And I can, I can let you know once we're okay. Once we're in there. Yeah. You'll talk about like right now I'm with massage book. I got a massage Perfect. book. Okay. Last question. Can I use two different credit cards online if I book online? To, to, to sign up for coaching? Yeah. Yes. You will need to send me an email to Heather at the MFR coach. Let me know what you're doing. And then I will um, need to create a special link for you. Okay, great. Yep. So for anyone else that needs to do that, just let me know, like just email me heather at the MFRcoach.com. 
with your name, your email and what you need to do. And then I'll, I'll be in touch. Also give me your phone number in case I need to call you, but okay, hopefully we can do it all through email. Yep. yep. Great. Awesome. All right, Great. cool. Looking forward to working with you. Congratulations. Shelly, you're up. There we go. Hey. hey. Okay. So because I treat so many nurses, when we're going to rebook, they say, oh, I can't book until the next schedule posts because okay. they'll change it. So I mm -hmm. usually just say, well, let's just get you on the books. And if you need to change, it's not a problem. Yeah. Is there anything more I should dig into on that? How does it end up like turning out? Do people show up? Do they need to change it? Do they end up canceling? Like what ends up happening? They, um, if they need to change it, they change it in plenty of time. And I, I have room on my schedule. So it's not an issue at this point. I'd rather have them on the books and have them change it if they need to, you know? Yeah. It doesn't sound like it's a problem. What okay. do you think? I just want them to book long out more so that they're more committed to the healing process. Okay. So how many times are you asking them to book out? Like, are you only presenting, like, let's just book out your next one. Or are you asking them to book out four or five, six sessions? What are you doing? I'm just asking them to book the next one. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So just try asking them to book out more. Okay. <laughs> they just don't know. Right. Cause you haven't offered it. Right. Okay. Okay. I'll give it a try. Okay. Well, that was easy. Is that all you have? That was it. <laughs> okay. I just talked this morning. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Cool. All right. Thanks Shelly. Betsy. Hi. Hi. How are good you? you? Good I'm good. You. Awesome. Um, I had two quick questions. Well, I don't know if the second one is so quick. The first one is, you know, um, after your website went down before, I couldn't have access to Kajabi or all the other course portal. Is there any way I can get access to our coaching group and before? You should whatever? still have access through your Facebook group. I don't. Okay. Yeah. If I you, can try. I didn't know that. Yeah. So the Facebook group. So this is for everybody. Like once you're in the Facebook group, like everything gets uploaded to that. And then you maintain the Facebook group, like it gets archived. So you're not, you're not being actively coached in there, but like anything that right. landed in there prior to coaching ceasing is in there and including like when Kajabi went down. So like that ended your guys's, um, access, but there's a spreadsheet yeah. in your, I believe in your particular group that has links to everything. Okay. I'll go ahead and check. I didn't check after that. Yeah. Um, thank you. Yeah. And to what would you say is the most effective strategy for marketing? Because I know you mentioned marketing in the um, course just now. Um, I am posting on Facebook to different mom groups and stuff that I can, but my client that I've gotten has been through Google. So I'm thinking if I should actually do like an SEO in Google or I don't know, what do you think? I think getting your SEO set up is really, really important. Um, that's something I coach on now and have a module for now in group coaching. It wasn't available when I coached you before, but now we definitely go over that. So figuring out how to add the SEO into your website and just SEO for anyone that doesn't know is just your search engine optimization. It's organic marketing. You're just putting in the words that clients could search for you with, right? So like your location, what you do, myofascial release, back pain, you know, like all of those things. Yeah. But yeah, like I think getting your SEO optimized is totally something you should do. Yeah. And then um, is that like the most effective you think that'll get people through the door? I don't know. Like if we go back to the beginning of this presentation, most people think it's your marketing that's not getting people through the door. Right. But like 
what if you are getting people through the door? What if we just convert more of those people? Yeah, I think I'm not getting enough people through the door. <laughs> well, how, many people are, how many people are you getting? Um, so far, I've everyone that has come in, I probably have four or five clients and they've all booked packages. There's been one objection. Well, one person I had on the table who kind of left before the session was even over because she was in so much pain. I think she had fibromyalgia or, or whatever it was. Yeah. It was just, she was just spasming on the table and I was actually too scared to call her back. I was like, you do you, I'm just going to hang up here. Yeah. Cause what are you afraid of feeling? Like if she says something to you, like what's the worst thing that could happen? Oh, that I caused more of her pain more than anything. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, what, she if literally what if, like, what if you did? Oh, I would feel so terrible because that's literally. I think you already feel. Like, I think you already feel responsible and terrible, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But what if she's not thinking that at all? Like, what if she literally just had a spasm and she still wants you to help her, and you're afraid of feeling terrible, so you do nothing? It's not keeping you from feeling terrible because you're already feeling terrible. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you think you can handle feeling terrible and have a conversation with her? See what's going on. Yeah. I think if I prep my brain, I could, but I, I think I was just too, I felt so bad that I was like, oh, I don't want to, you know, make her feel worse by asking, oh, you know, how are you doing? You know? Yeah. I mean, when people ask you how you're doing, do you feel worse? I don't know. Cause I'm not comparing it to her pain or the fact that she was just wanted to get off the table so quickly, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What do you have to lose by asking her how she's doing? Nothing. Yeah. Cause I'm part of me, my belief in my mind was like, yeah, she's not coming back. You know, she might not come back. Right. Like what if you could just ask her how she's doing from like, not attached to the outcome and just like from human to human, like, are you okay? Yeah, I could do it. I could do that. Yeah. This won't be the first time that happens. Mm -hmm. Right. And it won't be the first time where you think like, right. Like she was having a spasm and you instantly like make it like you've done something wrong. Yeah. Do you see that? What yeah. else is also available? Like what else could possibly have been going on? Yeah, that's true. I mean, she was already spasming when she came in. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And she just kind of, she said she came in, she wanted to try it out because she, she was like the perfect client for MFR because she's tried everything as chiros, acupuncture, everything. And she used to get MFR in a different state and she came here and then having her rush off the table, I think all my insecurity sort of just played into that, you know? Yeah. And you'll never know if you don't ask her, you don't have to, right. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I think using that evaluation, like what went well, what didn't go well, what you do differently next time would be very helpful for you to get like some clean, some clarity on this. So then you know what to do next time this happens, or if this happens again, or how, you know, like it just kind of gives you a bird's eye view of what went on here versus like your brain's dramatic view of what went on here. Yeah. True. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And like, I just want to back up for a second, the part where you said you've had four or five people come in, but they've all bought packages. Yeah. Yeah. They have. Um, that's kind of amazing. So what are you doing? What's working so well? What's happening? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. What if you did know? 
What if you evaluated it and you knew exactly why they're buying packages? The first session is just awesome. I think I'm just going all in thinking that like, I want them to experience the magic, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Okay. What if you had a little more control over it? Like you knew what was happening with them and you knew how to get them to where they wanted to be. And you talked to them about those things. Are they buying another package when they're done with their first package? I don't know. Everyone's still in their first package round. Okay. Oh, actually one of the persons when she finished, she had an objection. She was sort of like, it was by the end of the year. And she said she can't afford to come in anymore. Yeah. What do you think she, she really meant? I honestly think she meant she wasn't feeling the benefit of what, or her goal and her expectation. And so I think she was like, she wanted to try something else. Yeah. That's what if you would have asked her, like, how did you imagine you'd feel by now? And you really understood what the problem was. What would you have said? Right. Like it would be a totally different conversation. Yeah. So it's fine. Nothing went wrong, but like, I want for everybody listening to this live and on the replay, like to just think about all of those opportunities where like they, the client said these words and we just agreed with it. And we're just like, sure. Okay. Bye. You know? Mm -hmm. And like, really all that happened was the client was like, I'm not, I, I thought I'd have this, or I had, I actually have no clarity on how I should be feeling. And so it doesn't seem like it's worth the investment because I don't know what I'm buying. Right. Yeah. People want to know what they're buying and we create that safety by letting them know what they're buying. And you have to do it over and over and over and over and over again until they understand. Yeah. I think she was kind of crossing her fingers, hoping she like surgery was her last option, which I mean, she felt great throughout, but at the end I asked her, I was like, Oh, great. And I talked about continually booking the second set. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she was like, Oh, I have to wait for my paycheck to come in, um, into my account. And it was, it was like, she like put her hands in her pockets, kind of like illustrating that, that she had nothing left. And so I think all of that played into like, Oh, she must not be able to afford it. I guess it's <laughs> every objection you talked about here. Yeah. So like, won't it be like magic when you know that and you can start to like be like, oh, for some reason they don't see that I haven't, and this is like all on us, right? Like we're doing the heavy lifting. I have not relayed the value. That's it. Mm -hmm. How do you get even better at relaying the value of what it is that you do? And when you can, then people get resourceful, right? There was a story that I forgot to say tonight that I want to bring up that I've said before. I had this client, she was a single mom. She worked at a gas station. She worked overnight shifts at a gas station. She had debilitating migraines. Yeah. She came to me. I did not judge her situation. Like I knew, you know, I live in a small community. Like I knew who she was. I think she might be related to my husband distantly, you know, whatever. I knew a lot of details about her life. And I never made that mean that she couldn't afford the therapy. I never offered her a discount. I offered her a package and she bought, I think she ended up buying three or four. Like she was with me for a while. She decreased her migraines so much so that she was able to go back to school to become a pharmacy technician. And now she works in a hospital and now she pays for private school for her son and she doesn't oh, work yeah. at a gas station. 
So we have to remember like the power of MFR and the power of us not judging our clients or agreeing with them when they say they don't have money. Mm -hmm. It's like, Mm -hmm. all that's happening there is the client doesn't understand what they're buying. So no one can afford to buy crap. They don't know what they're buying, right? Like Mm -hmm. I don't want to buy something where I don't know what the result is. So we just have to get really good at explaining the result. Really good. Better than you ever think possible and also decide that it's not hard to explain it because that's another mistake that MFR therapists make is like, like, this is really hard and it's really complicated and piezoelectric responses, right? Like, no, we're not selling that. We're selling the results. We're selling walking on the beach with your kids. We're selling flying on an airplane without pain. We're selling riding in a car for six hours and getting to your destination and not having to lay down on the ground for six hours to recover. That's what we're selling. That's what they're buying. You know? When you work with me, you're not paying for um, 21 on or 20 live coaching calls. You're buying for the result of who you become for working with me. That's what you're buying. You're paying for that transformation. You're not paying for a course portal. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? What's happening? Oh, with me? Oh, nothing. I was just thinking about that client, about what, you know, I could have done differently. Um, Also, she was very hesitant in paying up front without seeing what she would get from that too. So I think that was, um, that was a hesitation. That was actually a question I had, like, would I, should I allow, like, is it beneficial to the business to allow as a provide, as an occupational therapist provider for them to have the service and pay afterwards like they do in other offices like that doesn't matter it doesn't matter what is either way she has to pay you it's not like she can come in not like it and not pay you do you know what I mean like yeah so what would be the difference do you require them to prepay online if it's a new client oh yeah yeah because it's part of the massage book app you know so they prepay and they come in and I'm wondering if that would help people come in more if they can I guess feel it first I don't know. I don't think that matters. That's going to be some of your work to do is like to get over the part where you think they think a certain experience has to occur for them in order for them to want to buy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would do some thought downloads on that. Yeah. I'm just telling Betsy this because we've worked together before. So she knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. I did a, a brain dump this morning too. So, and a CFTR. Good. Yeah. Cause it's not, it's not the, the problem is not your rate. The problem is not prepaying. The problem is, is the explanation that you're doing or not doing that the client is confused about. Yeah. That's all. So if you spent all of your time and attention on that, on solving for that problem, it's never going to matter if you get your SEO perfect. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Brains want to do marketing. Brains want to make Facebook posts. Brains want to, you know, go door to door knocking and getting clients that way. They don't want to do this inside work, but that is how you help your clients the best. Taking the time to do that inner work for you so that you can speak plainly and clearly and concisely to your clients. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's good to see you. All right, let's go to Tabitha. Let's have you unmute. 
I think I'd actually get picked. You're picked. (laughs) Um, so I'm new, I'm a new to MFR. Okay. What does that mean? um, Tell, Tell me like how long you've been doing it. So, um, I have been, I'm a massage therapist and I have a pretty thriving practice in Mm -hmm. my town that I live in now and I'm about to move and I've been practicing MFRs for about 10 months now. Okay. And, um, I have four clients. I pretty much like everybody. I was like, come on, you got to try this. It's awesome. Yeah. And man, I wish I would have had this, uh, I wish I would have found you. My MFR therapist told me about you. And so I started binging your podcast. Awesome. And um, I guess I don't even really know what I need coaching on, except for I'm terrified to go MFR only, but I want it. Well, let's start with what are you afraid of? What is the worst case your brain gives you? That I won't be profitable enough. Okay. What does that mean? Like, how much do you want to make? Um, $5,000 a month. Okay. Do you know how many clients that will take? Um, 16 a week at 115, I think was the math. Okay. I, I know I settled at 15. I mean, 16 a week was, um, no, sorry. 12 a week at 115, I believe is the math because I'm available 16 hours. And I was like, but 12, 12 is what you want to work. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. And did you set your rate based on facts? Yes. Okay. So you gathered all of your expenses and you decided how much you want to make and how much you want to work and all that. And you mathed it out and you came to 115. Okay. So, and you said you have four clients right now. Yes, but I'm about to leave them start brand new in another town. So I'm starting fresh. All right. That's a perfect time to start with MFR only. That's what I was thinking, but I'm scared. I'm scared. I don't know enough about MFR too. That's probably the real root because I know how to, you know, sell something I believe in. Like I believe real wholeheartedly in my ability to massage people. And I just don't believe enough. I think in my ability to do MFR, even though I have these four people that are like, MFR is great for me. And I love it. It's just still like, yeah, but they just, I don't know what they just, yeah, they're dumb. I don't know why. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> okay. I so let's look at this. Either way, you're starting from scratch because you're moving to a new town, right? Whether you do massage or you do MFR. Mm -hmm. Your brain is like, MFR is going to be really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Only because it's new to you. Right. Or have you ever done anything hard before? (laughs) I guess I take the easy way in a lot of things. (laughs) Is that true? Or is that just a story you say? That's probably a story. Yeah. Yeah, that's the story. Yeah, because even what I'm doing now is hard. Because I'm actually, um, I've been working part-time over there. Um, mm-hmm. It's a few hours away. So I just have a friend that I stay with a couple times a week. And, and I finally made the decision to just, okay, cut the cord. Because I would only book not even half of the available client uh, schedule, half of my appointments. Because I was so booked in Bay City, in my hometown, I was over overworking. And so I was like, well, I can't devote any energy to opening up in my new city. So I got to cut the cord and that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it would be interesting to just explore, like, what is the worst thing that could happen? 
I guess the worst thing that could happen is that, you know, that it doesn't work out. Yeah. Well, then how will you know that it doesn't work out? I guess it, I guess the worst thing that could happen is it takes longer than I want it to, to make the income that I want to make. How long is your runway? Um, I guess I re so right now the plan is to, I'm still able to just stay with that friend and I pay her a little bit. Um, but I guess it needs to happen pretty snappy. It needs to happen. Okay. Kind of I would get a like a factual, like a factual amount of time. Like, do you have okay. two days or do you have two months? Two weeks. <laughs> okay, so you need to be bringing in $5,000 in two weeks. A month, actually one month I need to make the for and after my last day working in my hometown from that time, I need four weeks to prove that I can, um, make 5,000. You're my only going to give yourself four weeks to prove it. <laughs> that's what I'm doing right now, I guess. Yeah. I'm just wondering if that's mathing out, right? Like, does it take longer than that to grow a business? to start from scratch, to start in a new community. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. You have to try it, right? Yeah. The longer you hesitate, the longer you worry about it and you spin out, the less time you're actually probably meeting people, telling them you're an MFR therapist and making offers to help them. I just yeah. guess at that, right? Yeah, yeah. So when you can get out of your own way and you can just start focusing on that, like your sole focus is just meeting people, telling them you're an MFR therapist, making offers to help them. Like the sooner people will start to take you up on that offer. Do yeah. You have a place rented. Like, do you have yeah. like, yeah, I have a place rented. I've been renting since November and I've been telling, uh, I have cards that I wrote massage and myofascial release. I didn't put just my, yeah. Interesting, release. huh? Yeah. Yeah. What would it, like, what would your self-concept have to be to be an MFR therapist only? Like, what would you have to believe about yourself that you're not believing right now? Or what would you have to stop believing about yourself? I would have to stop believing that I don't know enough. So I'd have to believe that I know enough. Mm -hmm. What classes have you had? MFR one. Okay. Maybe you need to take another class. Yeah. I'm, I plan on the end of March to repeat. Mm -hmm. And then, um, in May, they have a, another class, a fascial pelvis. So I am in the process of that, getting more education. Yeah. Okay. That will solve the part where you don't know enough. Yeah. Which will help a lot. And in the meantime, maybe you do massage and MFR to cover your, yeah. net, right. To cover your expenses. Like, yeah. Yeah. I started thinking that today. I'm like, I'm putting a lot of pressure on myself yeah. to just do MFR. <laughs> Yeah. And there's a difference. Like I might give someone else with the same exact problem, like different coaching, depending on the circumstances. Right. Right. Because yeah. some people will have taken a hundred classes and they're like, I'm still new. Oh, wow. Yeah. But like you have one, you have taken one seminar and I think it's legitimate to feel like you don't know what you're doing with one. Most people that I let into my coaching program have had three at least. Yeah. Because it's easier to believe that you know what you're doing when you've had enough training. Yeah. But doesn't mean that you shouldn't be out there practicing it, doing it, doing MFR only. Like that doesn't mean that. Yeah. Cool. 
Thank okay. you. So, so keep going and don't stop. <laughs> okay. Thank okay. you so much. Yeah. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet yes. you. Need you to come off mute, Chris. Chris A. Hi, Heather. Hi, how are you? I'm good. It feels like forever since Special Pelvis in Rochester. I know. 2019. Did we go to a Mexican restaurant together? Oh, I, I think so. But so my my question is um, as part of part of my own evaluation and 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 tweaking and looking at okay, what could I do better? Where could I go with this? Had a client that came in, was referred, just told that, you know, MFR would be awesome for her, et cetera. Great. Took a history, talked to her. And I said, this is going to take several sessions. Mm -hmm. I don't know exactly how many, because you've been having this. You, you told me it flared six months ago. Mm -hmm. but you just told me also that it's been a problem like for all of your adult life. So this is going to take a while. Yeah. Okay. And they're like, okay, fine. We did three sessions, had scheduled a fourth. And they let me know within you know plenty of time saying, Hey, I want to cancel my appointment. I want to go see my doc. And then I'll quote, circle back around to you and I'm, mm -hmm. so I'm like okay mm -hmm. and this is done electronically Did they come in for one treatment or three they came for three okay yep. and the fourth one they were scheduled for and they canceled because they wanted to go see their doc so my response was well all right so I'm just curious what prompted what happened that you know, you decided to go see your doctor. Mm -hmm. Radio silence for two weeks. Yeah. Should I That's call right. them? Should I text them? Should I email them? Should I just leave them be? <laughs> what do you think? Like, how would you answer that? Well, she was hesitant. She agreed to all of them after the first appointment. She was like, you know, this, this hurts more. And I'm like, well, now you've got parts of your body that are working that haven't been working and they don't know what to do. So mm -hmm. that might be normal. Just, you know, give yeah. it a shot and came for two more appointments. And I'm thinking, okay, did, did something really flare up? Yeah. Um, if it is, I'd like to know that, like you said, you know, get, get into, you know, what's their actual objection here? Yeah. Well, I can tell what it is from talking to you. It's that she had more pain. That's my guess. Yeah. I, I would. Like oh, she that said to you, she her. said to you, this is hurting more, right? After like I'm the hurting. first one. Yeah. Um, and then, and so here's, here's the fix for this for next time, right? Like we don't yeah. know if this client will come back the less time you spend trying to fix something that's not broken, right? Like moving on to the next client, sometimes the better yeah. you have to decide that yeah. for yourself. But here's the thing, when clients come in and they feel worse, most therapists subconsciously, I think, do this thing where they freak out about it and they like really make it a problem instead of just being like, I'm really sorry you don't feel good and that this, that you feel worse. I just want to reiterate that like you are not injured. And I think the more you can like calm your brain down and let yourself know that you're not injured, 
the better you're going to be and the better your experience is going to be. But just know, like, I know that you're hurting and it's for these reasons and I'm here for you. And that's part of the reason why I have you come in on the schedule we have you on. Yeah. Right. And then just listening to them. Yeah. And after she did come for the second appointment, when she Mm -hmm. came for the third, she said it was better. Okay. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. Are we, are we roller coastering? Are we doing that MFR zigzaggy healing crisis stuff? Yeah. And, ha- and the only way to know would be to ask her a lot of questions at that third visit that maybe didn't get asked so that you'd have more details. That's it. Yeah. It's just one of those things where you, I can tell you were probably hesitating and I don't know if it's true. Cause I wasn't there, but like, were you hesitating to ask some more questions? Like, were you just hoping she would just divulge information? Um, not really. I, I tend to, to like to talk to clients a lot. I'm, I'm hesitating now because I'm trying to assemble the words to communicate clearly for you. Yeah. Well, you're doing a good it, job. It, it's, it's actually harder this way than when I'm in the moment. For sure. Yes, for sure. Yeah. All of this comes down to though, is just, is communication. And then also like, think about this for us, how often do you get treated and have a healing crisis? And like for a brief moment, just a brief moment, think that something has gone wrong. It's been a really long time since that has happened. And there are, I actually, I just had a session myself on Monday and I went home and went, okay, here we go. (laughs) Yeah. It's scary. It is scary when we don't feel good. And, And we have hundreds and hundreds, like some of us have hundreds and hundreds of hours of training and lots and lots of healing crises under our belts. And it's still very scary and very disturbing when we don't feel good. First case, first thing in my brain, I'm like, I'm probably going to die. Right. Even though I know I'm not, even though I know I'm not injured, but I'm just saying this for you and everybody else is like, if our brains freak out like that and go there, like imagine someone that does not have the training that we have. Right. And then just has like our kind of like light reassurance that you're probably okay. It's just not enough. That's it. Yeah. Just wasn't enough reassurance and that's okay. Like you didn't do anything wrong, but like, if you evaluated this next on my evaluation, I'd be like, reassure, 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 check in, reassure some more, make sure that that client really knows that I understand that they don't feel good and that like, this is going to get better mm-hmm. and they're not injured. Yeah. How does that land? Okay. Like I said, just a, as a, a learning moment for moving forward. Yeah. What do you want to do about contacting her? Like how often are you thinking about that? Uh, yeah, I just happened to think of it with the the first person that you were talking to on the call. I'm like, hmm. Mm-hmm. And my brain kind of went, I wonder whatever actually happened with her. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a couple of weeks. And I haven't heard anything. Yeah. So if you can't sleep at night over it, like maybe reach out if you, you know, are really concerned. No, that's out. not happening. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, like I would just use this as like, how can I learn from that? Like, what do I learn from this? Like, cause I evaluated this and I took the time, even though I'm like really uncomfortable about like the unanswered questions I have, right. It's really and being willing to I feel can't that be the only one out there that, no. that has these thoughts on occasion. No, like, what, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. 
but it really just just comes down to us not asking the questions at the time. And then like we figure it out later. So now, okay, this is what I could have asked. So now next time when it comes up with someone new, we ask it or we, we check in deeper or, or whatever, and you'll still have someone that ghosts you later. That's okay. That's what people do. I know I had somebody show up on my table that had been referred to me 10 years ago. Well, welcome in. (laughs) Okay. Hi. (laughs) Come on in. Yeah. That's so funny. Sometimes it takes people a while. Uh, A decade (laughs) seems like a long time, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Better late than never. Oh my goodness. Okay. Do you need anything else with that? Anything else? No, I think that's good. Thank you. Awesome. Good to chat with you. Yeah. All right, John, you're up. Hey, Heather. Hi, how are you? Good. How's it going? Good. Um, so I opened uh, my practice last August. Okay. Um, I think things are going really well so far. Um, all my clients are rebooking. Most of them are rebooking, you know, six session packages. Um, getting, getting great results. Um, I, what I'm trying to work on right now is getting, getting new clients in, in the door. Okay. And I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to check in on, you know, some of the posts that I make and sometimes I get hung up on because I geek out on like all the technical stuff (laughs) and, and I know a lot of people probably don't care about that. Like you mentioned that we're trying to sell a result, not selling the piezoelectric effect. <laughs> um, and so, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to start going to like chamber of commerce um, activities, happy hours. I'm reaching out to places to go do some talks. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of my thing is I, I you know, I, I'm getting good results. My clients are referring their family and friends. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Um, and I'm just kind of trying to figure out, you know, what, what else do I need to do to, to start getting more, more clients in the door? Yeah. Okay. So when are so do you post on social media already? You post on Facebook, Instagram. Okay. Mm-hmm. But you think you maybe are posting too much technical information. I, I, that's possible. I, I, I try to mix it and match it. And I, I try to do some things that are, you know, non, non-technical, <laughs> yeah. but just after listening to this last hour and a half, I think I've already got some ideas on what to post different and start talking about results and client responses. Awesome. Yeah. Just that, like where you can like shift your brain away from like extended pressure and piezo, like, like, these are all the things that I see people post all day long. And I'm like, nobody cares. Like, Oh, I'm going to come in here and have extended pressure. Sign me up. Right. Like, no, nobody wants that. So <laughs> just it's so funny, but like everybody does it. So really deciding like, what are the problems that my clients come in here for? Like, what am I helping them with? And how do you talk to them? And how do you talk to your audience as if you are talking to one person? That one person with that back pain that can't walk their dog, that can't, you know, whatever it is, and it's a big pain in the ass, and they're putting it off because they didn't know anyone can help them. But then they read your post and they're like, oh, well, John can help me. He said, and they, you know, you got your booking link on there and you're making it easy for them to sign up with you. Like, that's the gold uncomplicating it. 
And our clients never have to know the science behind MFR. And trust me, like most of them are not as interested in it as we are. We're interested in it. Like we spend hundreds of hours sitting there like, like this, like with our pens, like waiting to take notes, like to hear all of it. Right. Like we want to hear the research. We want to hear all these things. We want to hear all the case studies. Our clients just want to know how this is going to help them. And we need to just make it simple for them. That's it. I think you can do it. I bet you can probably come up with some pretty great stuff. Yeah. Just see that your mind is like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. (laughs) All right. What's your Facebook handle or your Instagram so that we can all follow you? Um, I'm a Wolfpack Wellness. Okay. Wolfpack Wellness. All right, everybody. Go befriend John. (laughs) Anything else you want help with or any other questions? Uh, how many people um, do you take for your group coaching at a time? That is a good question. It is a variable, but there is definitely a cap. Keep it pretty. It's not open for every single person to join. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. Okay. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Margaret, you're up. What's happening? Um, hi. Hi. Um, I am, what's happening? Well, what's happening right now is, um, I'm shaking and I almost just threw up, but I signed up for group coaching. Oh, you did. All right. Well, congratulations. Yay. I'm excited, but it was very nerve wracking. (laughs) What are you afraid of? Uh, needing the money that I just spent. Yeah. What if you do? Uh, Then I guess I'm shit out of luck. (laughs) Discount the part where like you're something else out. Yeah. But is your brain discounting the part where you like know how to make money and you'll continually be bringing money in? Yeah. It's just, you, you know, it's checked out on that part. Yeah. I love that when I buy something and then I'm like, and I'm never going to make any money again. Right. (laughs) I just paid my mortgage and now I'm screwed. Right. And it's like, oh no, I I continually make money. Yeah, I know. So it might just be your work to really remind yourself that while you've spent a chunk of money, you are going to still always be making money. That helps me. I don't know if that helps you. You can borrow that from me. Yeah. I'll borrow that. Thanks. Mm -hmm. And the less time you spend thinking you just lost money or that you're screwed, <laughs> the better off you'll be like, but I would definitely pay attention to that story of like, I've lost money or I've spent money and I'm screwed and really like figure out how old that story is. And like, is it true? Are you in fact screwed now? Or have you just set yourself up for something awesome? All right. I can answer that. Like, what do you think? (laughs) What? Oh, you want me to answer it? No. Yeah. yeah, No, I, that, that's why I was, didn't let those physical sensations stop me from pushing the button. Yeah. And it should be scary. Like $5,000 is a pretty serious deal, right? Like you should be seriously committed to, to getting what you came for. We're not messing around. Yeah. So cool. I'm, I'm pumped. So can let's talk about an objection here. Okay. Give it to me. Um, <laughs> so, and 
it's my mother-in-law. So it's a little, you know, family's a little different, but so she's been, she's, uh, coming up on the end of her second package. And Mm -hmm. when she started her second package, she asked if she could start coming every other week because every, she didn't like having appointments and every week was a lot. And I said, you know, we can give it a try, but depending on how your progress goes, you know, I'll make recommendations as we go and we'll just see how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, well, she's had two sessions left on this package and I had recommended her, you know, doing them back to back weeks. Um, and, <laughs> and now she wants to take a break and she wants to take a break in March to get ready for like what she's calls just hell on wheels May through July with graduations and trips and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. I kind of just, I didn't, I just listened. I didn't agree. I didn't disagree, but I think she, so she's got herself set up on this expectation. And my thoughts are that's the exact opposite of what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Have you said that to her? No. Wonder why not? I don't know. Because it's kind of hard to say that to your mother-in-law. Maybe, but it's also kind of hard to like sit here and have all this judgment about what she's not doing either, right? That's true. I just, I just, yeah, I want her to be set up for being able, I want her to be able to handle the walking and the sitting and the traveling during those three months. And so yeah, so yeah, I was just a conversation I need to have with her and say it's literally just a conversation that yeah. you're uncomfortable to have, but like you're gonna you're uncomfortable now not having it. Yeah, it's she pretty was, uncomfortable, you're uncomfortable. Not having it. Yeah. So just do it and get it over with. Yeah. And like when you can come from like love and compassion and like you only want the best for her. Right. Like what could go wrong? True. Worst case scenario, she's like, thanks for your information. I'm still not coming in. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, you can be like, okay, well, w- once your package is finished, like, well, I'm not going to see you if you're not going to follow the treatment plan, right? Like there's, there's things you can do, like if that's how you treat your patients, you know, whatever, or you can just hold the space that these are the choices she's making and you can educate her and let her know what outcome to expect by making those choices. And how you expect it to go. If you don't expect it to go well, make sure you tell her that just be like, you know, yeah. a lot of people want to, um, wait and see how it goes. A lot of people want to take a break, but they're taking a break to have some sort of relief, relief in the schedule, re- you know, whatever relief on their wallet. But what ends up happening is your body doesn't get the relief that it needs. So right. which one do you right. want to prioritize? Yeah. That's a good way to put it too. I mean, yeah. Cool. Okay. That was easy. All right. Awesome. Okay. Well, I'll see you in February. I'm excited to work with you. Thanks for yeah. seeing All right. Deidre. Hey, unmute. Oh, I did it. I'm there. Ah. <laughs> it's always it's the hardest thing for most people. Unmute. <laughs> My gosh. What's happening so, with you? Huh? What's happening? Um, well, since we spoke last, I, so I've been, after each client, I've been, you know, writing down what went well, what didn't go well. 
-hmm. And so, and doing some thought downloads, but, you know, so I think for me in offering, I'm getting hung up in like the offering to help. Okay. Uh, Obviously offering to help, explaining people the process, but I think I'm hesitating because then I feel like I'm loading on my responsibility to fix people. And I don't know how Mm. to, does that make sense? Yeah. I wonder what, like, what is the feeling that goes with that thought? I'm, I need to fix people. Well, I feel like then I like, is I'm like, is the feeling responsible? Yeah. It's the responsibility that like, oh shit. Now I got to like, I got to make it happen. And that's, yeah, that's a little problematic. And I, and I know ultimately it's not my responsibility to make people better, but it's, it's in that moment of making the offer having them buy a package for people who are hesitant. I don't have that problem for people who are easily into the process. Mm-hmm. It's it's when I have to convince people, not convince people, that's the wrong word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but maybe that you feel like you are. Like so Yeah, this I feel really like I'm like, hey, you know, this this all this is possible for you. You know, the healing is possible. But then yeah. I feel like in that moment, I'm assigning the responsibility for me to do the healing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So now that you can see that that's what hap- what's happening, just want to offer yeah. to you that that's completely optional. Yeah. So if we can just like, just breathe into that, that you have options. <laughs> it's not just like <laughs> client comes to me, I must heal them. Right. Yeah. But it's. Well, what else is available to you in this? Um, in, in that moment. Yeah. Or alternatively, um, why is it bad if you feel responsible? Why is that a problem? Why is it bad if I feel responsible? Um, it, it's, it, it's a heavy load. <laughs> I'm doing that with many people. Mm-hmm. And that is fatiguing to be responsible for so many people. Yeah. So that doesn't, that doesn't feel good. I mean, I, you know, that's just part of my personality too. Yeah. What I find fascinating though, is like, okay, you can feel responsible. You can feel Mm -hmm. like it's a heavy load. You can Mm -hmm. can have all these things and none of it has to be a problem, right? It becomes a problem when it starts to feel like a heavy load or it starts to like keep you from offering. Right. when you're having this experience, tell me exactly what you are or aren't doing. Well, then I'm just like, I I'm hesitant to re I'm hesitant to make the offer for them to, to, to make the package seem, you know, like a good thing. Then I'm like, Oh yeah. If you just want to try a couple sessions. Yeah. So you haphazardly <laughs> offer a package or you hesitate. I have, I know that I hesitate if I sense the resistance, like objections. Okay. After what you heard tonight, what can you see is happening for you? And what are you going to do differently knowing what you know now? Yeah, it's, you know, it's not, I'm inconsistent. Like for some people, it's great. I feel like I, yeah, no problem. Like it's, I guess it's the different personalities of the clients. Like if someone is kind of prickly and 
I sense is going to be difficult and I really have to do a hard sell to like overcome a lot of their objections. I'm just like exhausted. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let, I just want to remind you, like overcoming objections does not also equal being a hard seller. It just right, means, right, right. It means right. actually being like curious and light, curious and lighthearted, yeah, right? That's, that's the part that feels saying heavy. the thing that's making the client like come across as prickly, right? It's like sometimes just like calling out the prickliness. Yeah. Like I noticed that like you might have some resistance here. Like, what are you afraid of? And then the client can be like, well, I'm afraid I'm going to pay all this money and I'm not going to get any better. And then you can be like, yeah, that's scary. But I can see that your problem is this and you want this. And then your only job is to like build the bridge between where they're, where they are and where they want to go. And you're laying down all the planks so that they can yeah. safely go across that bridge to get where they want to go. If one of those planks is missing, they're going to be prickly. They're going to be like, I'm not walking across that bridge. That bridge is missing planks. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's the hard part about being the expert, being the bridge builder. And then what if you build a great bridge, but they still fall off the bridge? Like, Well, or what if you build a great bridge and they just don't walk across it? Right. Like I think somewhere in yeah. here, like your feelings are getting hurt. It's not feelings. I just feel, I, I it feels to me like I'm not I'm, I don't know what I'm not doing to make people like re like I'll have people buy a package of six mm -hmm. and then I'll see them for six appointments. And in their last appointment, I'll be like, you know, we, you know, we haven't fully realized all of your goals, but we've made micro, you know, micro goals, like, mm -hmm. you know, X, Y, or Z. And then they have follow through, like they just aren't, I just don't know how to make the bridge there. I yeah. Guess. I think some of it is just the hesitation. Like likely what's happening is you're either not offering it at all, or it's so hesitant and like haphazard, like you're not fully yeah. making a strong offer to them. And so they just don't know what to do. And like, if given the choice, the answer is no. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So and you're leaving it up to them and the answer is no, that's it. So, yeah, you know, like you have so much power over this and like so much, there's so many things in here you can do differently. Right. One is like noticing right away when you start to get that feeling of hesitation in your body and being like, Oh, here it is. Thank you for coming. And I'm still going to offer the package to this person. I'm still going to like reiterate where they want to be and where they are and how I can help them to get even further. And it's yeah. totally okay if they say no. Yeah. I mean, it, I guess it, yeah. I mean, I guess part of it, I do maybe feel like, oh, what am I not doing right? Or, you know, I just need more time or, yeah. or sometimes they don't even listen to what I have to say as far as like, why, you know, why I feel like perhaps why things, why they're not getting better or, I mean, I had, I had one client by four, four or five packages for me. Okay. Um, and we would make incremental, you know, advances, like she would feel better, but then she'd go right back to like moving her house and painting and doing all this stuff. So she was like right in the middle of a, but like, isn't the part where she could go back to moving her house and painting kind of the point, like she was actually being able to live her life while being treated. Right. Yes. But I mean, not just right. Like. 
fuck yes. Like this is the thing we want our clients to be able to do. Yeah, but I feel like she never moved beyond a point because she was she couldn't stop doing those things. Yeah, but what and if what you were offering her was the ability to never have to stop doing those things and to stay status quo? Like, what if that was good enough? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's I, I believe, like she's living her life. Yeah, I believe I got her through a really difficult time of, you know, buying a house, painting it, moving all her shit in, unpacking boxes for like months. Yeah. And then just when she finished all that and we could actually like make some real progress, she's like, yeah, I'm not going to rebook. I'm not going to buy another package. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you just, made that mean what? Um, I made it mean that, uh, I don't, that somehow I didn't say the right things at that time when she left. Yeah. And it could just mean like you got her through what she yeah. needed to be gotten through and she'll be back later when she has the next thing she needs help with. That's it. Yeah. yeah. That like might feel a little better, right? Like the other one's like so heavy. Yeah. Super heavy. Yeah. The heavy load. It's going to make you hesitate to make offers. Ew. Well, yeah. That's um, yeah. Well, that's why I'm in coaching again. <laughs> Yeah, this Take is the heavy. Yeah. Okay. So you have a normal brain, right? Like, and you want to help people. We all do. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. clients are gonna like say no to what we have to offer. It is yeah. your work. It is everybody's work here, whether you're in coaching or not, or you never do coaching, whatever. Like maybe we never see each other again. That's okay. Just know, like it's our job to be okay with ourselves, even if someone says no to us, because it, it, it doesn't actually mean anything about us. Okay. And especially when you walk around, you're like, I'm awesome, you know, or whatever, like everything is awesome. Like you're a Lego character or something, whatever theme song you need. Maybe it's the new flower song by Miley Cyrus. I don't know. That one is really good. But like whatever theme song you can have that like creates this feeling in you where you like remember who the hell you are and you don't forget. Because some of you yeah. guys forget who you are. When yeah. clients are like, no, I don't want, I don't want to buy that. Even though you're like, I just sold them 20 packages or whatever. They got them literally, yeah. Like because you told me to put my name on the MFR, you know, directory. That's how I got that client. Yeah. Everybody should be on there. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So just like, wow, she had all this faith in me sight unseen stayed with me for five packages, mm -hmm. like 30 sessions. She had 30 sessions and she got where she wanted to be and you did your job. Yeah. Try that one on. Okay. Well, that's, that's a better story. <laughs> it's a good pair of pants. Yeah. I would try that. On. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. you know and like, just to like, just know, like, okay, we're, we do these to our, these things to ourselves too, like where we spend time beating ourselves up. And then we're like, Oh, why do I do that? Like, it's just what we do. Sometimes brains are going to brain, right? You guys have heard me say that before. It just happens. Yeah. But now that you can see it, now it's your work to like be through it and be like, okay, I was doing this. Like, does this feel resolved or do you want to spin in it a little more? Like shovel something else on top of it? Or do you feel like you can see the other side of it? 
Well, we'll see. I have a new client tomorrow. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> okay, but don't make your client dependent on your mood, right? Oh, yeah, no. No, no, no. So, yeah, I will, um, I'll try all this stuff on the new client. Two new, I have two new clients this week, so. All right, I can't wait. I'm like, I'm super excited to hear what their objections are and to like see you spot them. You're like, bam, objection, bam. <laughs> and when you guys are learning to do this, you might be terrible at it in the beginning, but like, that's how you get good. So just, just remember, it's like a video game. Bam, bam. You're like, you're getting them. Yeah. I'm over here rooting for you, for all of you. Well, obviously. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm a nut. Okay, Sarah, you're up. <laughs> Where'd you go? I think we lost her. No, I'm here. I'm here. Oh. It helps to unmute. I was so concerned about lowering my hand. I know. And then you just like flew off the screen. I was like, what? <laughs> that was pretty <laughs> funny. Uh, anyway, um, that was a good laugh. So um, I have this client that um, he's, you know, close to 80 and he has he has read Sarno's book about back pain and all that emotional stuff. And, you know, he has these beliefs about his body and why it's doing what it's doing. Yeah. And, um, he came in, he he's come to me, like, it's almost embarrassing, like 30, I bet you I've seen him for 30 visits. Why is and, that embarrassing? Because like, <laughs> I'm just going to say, Oh, it's because he doesn't think anything has changed. Okay. Meanwhile, like his wife can tell that he's more connected. He's mm -hmm. he one of the one of his goals was to become more emotional because he was he's been he had a lot of trauma and he was like this litigation lawyer and he was always mm -hmm. fighting in his job. So he was always like frozen, right? Yeah. And he, we have laughed and cried together. Like, I mean, it started, you know, and I keep pointing that out to him. Like he's softer, he's more emotional, you know, he loves working with me, but he just, he hasn't, it's not downloading that he's, sorry, that's my dog. Um, that he's in a, of course he picked this time to do it. He wasn't, doing I can't it. even hear it. Okay. Um, so he wasn't, he wasn't, um, I lost my train of thought because I can hear the dog squeaking. You're saying he wasn't downloading like the changes or yeah, like he's not downloading the changes. And, and, uh, you know, I said, you know, maybe, you know, maybe you want to, why don't we think about doing an intensive with me, you know, just to get down deeper and in a repetitive. And he's like, well, I just need to see better results to, in order to buy that. So in other words, he doesn't feel like now people around him can see, but he's week. still going to come for what weekly treatment. Yeah. He'll still come for a weekly. Okay. Treatment. Okay. Here, I'm going to tell you something. What would happen for you? If when he says the words, I don't see a difference, it never surprises you and never is something you ever even have to like, think about again. I, I mean, that sounds delicious. Yeah. Cause here's what's happening. He's saying, I don't see a difference, but he's still coming every week. Yeah. So actually nothing's gone wrong. Like he's still getting the treatment that you want him to have. Right. 
you are just really wanting him to be like, Sarah, you're helping me. And no, he's I mean, he's never going to give that up. He's never going to tell. I don't, I mean, he doesn't have to say that. I want him, you know, of what course. Does he I have want, to say in order for you to I believe I want him to be like, oh my God, I feel so much better. It's not about me. It's just about him. Right. But it's a little bit about you wanting him to believe that it's helping him. Well, yeah. But he's doing all the actioning like he believes. Yeah, you're right. He is in, in the physical world. He's walking up my steps every week. Yeah. And, and he's laughing and crying and, and yeah, and his wife is enjoying it. Yeah. His wife is telling you. Well, you know, not me, but he, he translated that. Yeah. You know, he he right. like dances in the room now and everything. Yeah. You know, so like, it's totally it's like it. it's one of those things, you guys. If you listen to my podcast, you've probably heard me talk about this trick that I do with people that bother the shit out of me. <laughs> I think that they are precious and adorable, right? And so like when I can believe that people are doing their best. And I also think that their best still sucks. I just start to believe that they are precious and adorable. And it just, and you can try this if this trick works for you too, but like, I'm not shocked by what they do or say, I believe what they do is precious and adorable. And then like, it has no power over me and it's very liberating. And it's like, yeah, this guy is just always going to tell you he doesn't see a difference and your only work is to never be surprised by that and never think it's a problem. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Cause I am making it a problem. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what would we do with all of our hours in the day when this guy is not a problem? <laughs> <laughs> I know it'd be great to get him off my damn mind, you know? Yeah. And I bet walking yeah. around the block and stuff, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's just all not right, a problem. That's yeah. That's good. <laughs> okay. That's good. Anything else? No, that's good. Thank you. All right. Okay. Well, nobody else has their hand up. I'm going to just look at the comments, but if any of you guys do want to get your hands up, you definitely can. I will hang out for a little bit. There's a lot of comments in here. Let me see what's happening. Oh, Judy, you didn't have sound. I hope you got your sound. That was way back an hour ago. Um, Everybody else had sound, so that's good. Okay. I don't, I think you guys are all just talking to each other. So I don't think there's anything in here for me, which is great. Um, Wendy, you got your hand up. How can I help you? Hey, good evening. Hi. Happy to be on here. I, I bought your book last year oh, and, thank you. um, and I'm excited about these coaching opportunities. I wanted to know if so I'm not really into a lot of technology like these Zoom meetings are just about it. I still have a flip phone. I don't accept credit cards and things like that. So how would this work for somebody like me? I mean, do I have to come up to speed, uh, do all these social media things? Um, You don't have to do it. Like you're not required to do anything. mm -hmm. So I offer you guys lots of options, like, mm-hmm. and sorry, I cut you off. I was just like re- trying to read your mind. So it's okay. am I answering the right question? Um, yeah. I mean, I, I just don't know how success, I mean, I have a small practice, you know, I'm on my own. Mm-hmm. A lot of my um, clients come in through the directory, which awesome. I, 
purchased and I have been purchasing since 2014. And a lot of it's word of mouth. Mm -hmm. Some people come to see me simply because I happen to be the closest therapist to them, you know, so it's an easier drive for them. Um, And of course, what I make up about that is, well, you're not coming to see me because I'm skilled. (laughs) You're coming to see me because I'm close to where you live. And it's a, that sucks. Why would you ever think that? Uh, it, that's, that's my brain, you know, and yeah, I yeah. have to start so yes, changing like coaching that, help you know? your brain. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I want to just tell you, like, make this really clear. A lot of people think that coming to coaching, like you're going to get this roadmap and you're just going to like, I'm just going to be like, here you go. Here's how you create a business. And like, what ends up happening is it is an inside job. Mm-hmm. We work on your brain. And how you interact with the world, with your clients, with your, you know, it like spills into your personal life. That's Mm -hmm. really what you're buying is the transformation that you create for yourself Mm -hmm. and how you cope with your clients, how you interact with your clients, your experience of your business, Mm -hmm. that experience that you're having right now, while you think that people are only coming to you because you're convenient sucks. What would your experience of your life and business be? If you were like, I'm an in-demand therapist and people just come to me because I'm awesome. Yeah that's what you're going to learn from me. And it's more than just telling you you're awesome. Like you have to have that transformation for yourself. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and I have, I was asking about packages cause I'm only charging $95 for an hour, you know? Yeah. So uh, the first thing, yeah. first things first, we yeah. want to figure out like what, and I said this to someone else earlier, I think it was Alicia, um, on, setting your rate based on facts and data, not just because that's just what you've always charged and really getting clear on that and getting coached through that, because we have a lot of money stories that need to be healed. And especially as healers, as body workers, as people that are out there caring for people, money can be a very sticky situation. And that's what I'm here to help you guys work through because you guys also deserve not to under earn. Yeah. And what would your life be like if you had plenty of money. Mm-hmm. So I have another question. Um, I know we're, it's getting up on the, uh, we've ten- had time 10 minutes is forever in coaching time. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I know you said that you have the course from February 17th until April, mm-hmm. February 7th till April 13th. I'm so two more weeks with the course. Yep. Okay. So I am not in state right now, I'm taking a sabbatical mm-hmm. and I'm on a healing journey um, awesome. down in Florida Love and it. my practice is in Massachusetts. So I'm wondering, uh, looking into the future, do you have other courses set up already for like the next segment of the year? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I'd run this program every quarter. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you can do it from anywhere. So you can be working on this stuff, even if you're not actively working on your practice for the practice that you're intending to run or open or restart or whatever. Yeah. Because we meet on Zoom twice a week, just like this. Zoom will be the hardest thing you have to do. And if you also have (laughs) Facebook, then you can come into the Facebook community. But if you decide you don't want to be a member of the Facebook community, and that's for anyone, you guys can always let me know. And then I'll make sure you receive information via email. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Yeah. They answer the questions. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I'd like to do this at this point in time though. I'm in several other, um, I'm getting coached for, um, a healing. Um, I have a heal, I have a health issue that's very, Mm -hmm. 
serious. And I don't know how much more I can take on my plate because I'm trying to heal my body. Yeah. So I think just definitely like, listen to like, listen to what feels juicy, delicious, and luxurious for you with your time and the outcome you want to have with what you're currently doing. And also know like, as much as I want to have you in here, I don't, it works much better for you and for anyone else who's thinking about joining when this can be your top priority and that you are, um, not enrolling in this out of like scarcity or graspiness or hustle. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. Yeah. So nice to see you. Thank you. Yeah. All right, Margaret, you're back again. What's happening? Uh, yeah, I forgot to ask about something. Um, so I I have a client uh, that just finished a package and then she started her next, her, a new package. She just purchased it this last week. Um, and the only time that she can come is Fridays at three, but I sold two packages before her and that, uh, Friday at three is gone for the next six weeks. Yeah. So it sounds like she'll have to wait six weeks to find a different time. Sent out emails to see about having times changed. I was able to get one changed, but I've asked her. Why are you, why are you changing people that have already set their appointments for someone who waited to schedule appointments that knows they have a very limited time? Well, she didn't really wait. I mean, we're trying to schedule them the day of her she bought her package and nothing. But was someone there. was already in that time spot, right? Yeah. Yeah. So her options would be to come, come on at a different time or come on wait a until that spot comes open and like take those times, which sucks. But like when you're limited on your time, like that's what ends up happening. Unless well, you, just, unless you want to like thoughts about it, because I'm like, I mean, like it was a breakthrough day for her. It was the day that like she came in, she was like, I have no idea what happened, but something happened. We did something right because that pain is gone in my neck and blah, 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 blah. And then but Fridays at 4.15 won't work. Huh? But Fridays at 4.15 won't work. I mean, I don't, I see my three o'clock's my last appointment. Okay. So I don't want to open my doors and stay later. Okay. But I also feel, I also feel obligated to her to work something out. Mm -hmm. What's the easiest fix? Well, I thought the easiest fix would be to call the other people that, you know, told me that they can come anytime, but just chose that time. I thought I would contact them about changing and I, well, I was only able to get one of them changed. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so for this, would it be worth your while to work an extra hour on Friday, work at the four o'clock appointment to see her if she can come that time to get this package done and then tell her like, Hey, if you think you're going to want to do another package, like we should probably book those out now for this Friday at three. Cause I'm only doing this for you this one, one time. How does that feel? Like you don't have to do that, but that seems like an easy option that like you should be able to have that flexibility in your schedule if you do or don't, I don't know. 
what's the hesitation to working that extra like maybe you start later than those weeks you don't come in as early and you end you know what I mean that is available to me on some days um I'll tell you I don't like doing three sessions back to back Mm -hmm. and that's what that would set me up for for why don't you like doing three sessions back to back because by the time I'm halfway through the third session, I need a break. Okay. Well, can you just give yourself a little bit of more of a break in between sessions? Why are you pounding them out so close together? I mean, I have 30 minutes between each one. Okay. So what's actually happening that you need a break that soon? Is it just like working on your stamina? Like, do you need to eat more? Um, eating would be good. Yeah. So what are you doing on your 30 minutes? Are you eating or are you like scrolling on doom scrolling on Facebook? Like what's happening? Uh, on, uh, those 30 minutes, I'm either, I'm self-treating, writing my eval or writing my note usually. All right. So I would figure out like, can I eat so that I'm able to see more clients in a day, three clients in a day, like honestly is like probably pretty, that's, that's like a pretty great, easy number, I would say. And it gets you one extra person in. If all it means is the difference is, is like, you're eating a meal. Now I'm not hearing that you're saying you're in physical pain or like back pain or like something else is going on. So that's just what my suggestion would be. Right. Well, there is all of that going on too. So I'm, I'm going through the healing process while, I mean, I'm trying to take care of me mm-hmm. and I just, I don't, I, I feel like I've done three sessions in a row before. Like I see two people, I take, I get a lunch break and then I see two people. That's how I have my day set up. Okay. So on Fridays, you just have your day scheduled a little differently. No, my, that's how my day is set up every single day. But if you added this person, you would have, you'd see two, you'd have a break and then you'd have three in a row. Right. Okay. Now I get it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Then that's over Uh, right? Because that's seeing five people in a day instead of four. Right now where my schedule allows it. Yeah. I could just, you know, block off one of the appointments. And mm-hmm. so I don't, and I'm tired come Friday. Mm-hmm. I okay. am. I'm tired. Come so Friday. we want to figure out why we're so tired. Like what's going on, what needs to change because some, somehow how you have this set up right now, it's creating the result tired at the end of the day on Friday. Wait. Yeah. And I just want you to know, and like everybody else to know that like, that's optional and you get to set your schedule. So like, if you're really thinking about it, what makes it really luxurious for you and allows you to see the amount of clients you want to see and make the money you want to make. And we got to answer those questions and then rework it no matter how, like John says, right. No matter how far down the road you've gone, you can always turn around. So it doesn't matter how far out you're booked. Like we can always figure out a point in time where we can like change this and edit your schedule and make it feel good for you. Cause that's yeah, really important. That's really scary for me. So, okay. Yeah. It'll be okay. You're just afraid about p- other people's thoughts, right? Well, I, not really. I, I don't know. I, mm. Well, yeah, I'm afraid that she's going to be like, okay, just give me a refund. (laughs) Yeah, she might, right? Because she thought she could get the spot she needed. And you're like, sorry, I can't help you then. 
yeah, it just happens in waves like that. Like all of a sudden one day will be like the popular day that everybody wants to book. Mm -hmm. So you can always just be like, are you sure there's no other time? Cause I've got all these other ones available. Right. Just for this package. And then like, I can go ahead and book out a few extra if you think you're going to want to stay on or whatever, but like, I can really only guarantee you these spots when you book them out. And it's okay. Like, and it's also okay for her to be disappointed and she might have more flexibility than you think she does. Or you might get more flexible than you want to be for this one instance. You get to decide. But I would definitely like on those days, if you're going to see her too, like make sure you're not seeing somebody in the morning, right? So you stick to the amount of time you want it. Right. Okay. Really look at that schedule and look at all those weeks and just like see where the adjustment could be made first. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Keep it simple. Yep. All right, John, if you're really quick, I'll take you. And then I got to go watch some basketball. Got some JV action tonight. <clears throat> yeah, really quick. Um, so I got a, a new patient contact. Um, just kind of asking they're give me a description of what their trouble is and, and could uh, my treatment method address this. Mm -hmm. um, so I was just kind of curious, um, what, what would be, you know, what would you suggest would be a good response to that? Um, I feel I can really help this person. Mm -hmm. um, I want to be, you know, I want to set up realistic expectations right off the bat. Mm -hmm. So I probably would tell them, you know, this may take some time. Um, is there anything else you would suggest to how to respond to, you know, when people are inquiring about mm -hmm. if I can help them? So if you know you can help them, the best thing you can say is, yes, I can help you. And I'd like to talk to you on the phone or call them right away and just talk to them on the phone. Perfect. Because like type like words and texts and emails, like it just doesn't, it's just not the same. Excellent. Thank that you. Makes sense. Yeah. Yep. Okay. But use those Thank words. I, I can help you. All right, everybody. That concludes our call. Thank you all so much. This has been the biggest amount of people, we had 96 people signed up for this call. And that's like gigantic for, um, for the MFR coach. And I am just super excited that this is helpful for you guys. And I love seeing each and every one of you. Hi, Gina. Um, Gina was my very first client. So, all right, you guys, it's so nice to see you and I will see you all next time. Bye. Thanks for joining me today. My goal is to help all MFR therapists stop under earning and burning out. I have several resources available for you. Read my book, The MFR Coach's Guide to Having Your Own MFR Business, available on Amazon and at Advanced John Barnes MFR Seminars. Keep listening to the podcast. I'll always have fresh content each and every week. Join my group coaching program. Enrollment opens four times per year. We take all the information I teach and lay down the foundation for your six-figure MFR business. It's more than just raising rates, but you'll make that the hardest part. Then expand into the business owner who delivers your rate like it's just the news and who can sell MFR to anyone in any situation. I'll show you how. Get on my email list, follow me on social media at the MFR coach, and visit my website for more information on group enrollment, themfrcoach.com. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next week.